Give him your best praise on a Tuesday night tonight. If you know you shouldn't even be here, give him praise. If you know it's only by God's grace, give him praise. If you know that if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I, I would have already been consumed. But thanks be to my God, which doth always cause us to triumph. One writer said, the way I know God favors me is he didn't allow my enemies to triumph over me. He didn't say I avoided the fight. He said, I got in the middle of a fight, and I wasn't even sure if I could win. But somewhere the Lord stepped in, and he never... Somebody would lift your hand one more time, and lift your voice, and thank him tonight for the sweet victory. Thank him tonight for bringing you through. Thank him tonight for bringing you over. It don't feel like Tuesday night in here tonight. High five about six people on the way to your seat. Tell them I've got victory. Tell them I got victory. Some of the new school kids will be saying, I got the V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. I got no reason. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Oh, hold up. Anybody feel the victory of God in this place tonight? You excited to be in the house of the Lord on Tuesday night? Amen. I'm so grateful to feel the strength of the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. You can be seated. Some of y'all ready for the next thing to hit. Y'all ready to just run. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And I want to say a great big welcome to all of our guests that are here with us tonight. One more time, church, would you help me put your hands together? Come on, we can do better than that. Help me give a great big welcome to all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Amen. So good to have you with us, those that have joined us on our live stream tonight. So good to have you joining us in the service tonight, and uh, we're grateful that you're here. It is so good to to come in tonight and to see Cy and Heather with us tonight. All the way from uh, Iowa. Yeah, I forget. I get all those middle states mixed up over there. They come from the cold weather. They're like they're like uh, snowbirds, and uh, I'm so glad to have them. I want to say congratulations to them on their engagement tonight. Amen. And uh, if you don't know, this is Sister Wana Lee's brother, and uh, any family of hers is family of ours. Amen. And we're so glad to have them in the house of the Lord. And 
I didn't say anything Sunday because really uh, this is her home, but it is so good uh, to have Sister Morgan with us this past week. <laughs> and uh, she's really fond of Fort Myers. And uh, it's almost like there's something here that keeps drawing her. And um, we're excited for uh, her and Brother Trevor. And uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, they said she brought like six or seven suitcases with her this time. And uh, she's getting prepared. And I think all that was packed into six or seven suitcases was shoes. I saw a picture floating around of shoes. And uh, you, priorities, ladies, right? Priorities. If don't nothing get to Fort Myers, my shoes are going to be there. Really what she's, thank you, thank you, thank you, dear Lord Jesus. And, uh, really what she's doing is she's just taking authority. Closet space, that's right, dominion. She's setting up her kingdom here on earth. And uh, she wanted to make sure she was setting this. And uh, while I'm thinking of it, if you would just maybe jot this down in your prayers over the next few days. Uh, I've got a special prayer request for Chris Kagan, and uh, you, you all don't probably know who that is, uh, but this is an attorney here in town. Uh, actually, Sister Tabitha works for him, and uh, I have been teaching this man a Bible study. And God's hand is upon this family in a powerful, powerful way. God is drawing them, and uh, he is battling the virus and uh, was in the hospital uh, last night, but they did send him home, and he's resting and recovering. Amen. And uh, if you would just help me pray for my Bible study, uh, God would, I, you know what, I pray that God would use this time while he's laying down to just further situate him and prepare him for what God is about to do in his life. How many of you will help me pray to that end? Amen. And uh, my God, didn't God do some incredible things this weekend right here at the Rock Church? If you were not here, you absolutely missed it. Sunday morning, this place was packed. I haven't seen the attendance numbers from Sunday morning, um, but this place was packed. And when the Holy Ghost was finished, we baptized five more people in Jesus' name. For the remission of their sins. Amen. Four of them received the Holy Ghost coming out of the water. And, uh, and then Sunday night, my, 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 what a divine moment in this house. And uh, when, when we were finished, Trinity was baptized in the one name the one saving name. <laughs> Trinity was baptized in Jesus' name and came out of the water speaking in other tongues as God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Trinity's living for God. <laughs> Amen. And then also this Sunday, three more people were baptized in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. In Jesus' name, for the remission of their sins, four people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, we're grateful for what the Lord is, is doing. Uh, I want to remind you that I have, I have felt led of the Holy Ghost, uh, that it is um, a moment and a time for this church to spend a few days in fasting this week, and so uh, we are going to begin a corporate fast as a church starting tonight uh, after service, and uh, some folks have, have already started their fast earlier in the week, and um, I'm, I'm asking everybody that, that can and will uh, to join us following service, maybe after you eat dinner tonight or whatever God deals with you tonight to begin your fast, and we are going to be fasting all the way until Rockfest on Friday night, so basically three days of fasting, and we are not fasting just to fast, but we are going to be fasting with purpose in mind and in spirit, and we are going to couple our fasting with prayer, amen, amen. And um, somebody asked, uh, heard about fasting or learned about fasting, if you will go to the Rock Church's SoundCloud uh, account and just type in fasting, Rock Church of Fort Myers fasting, you will find some lessons there about fasting. Uh, but for those who can and are able, we are going to do uh, a complete fast without food and we will just be drinking water. Um, some people might drink coffee or others might drink uh, some sort of a juice if they have uh, sugar issues. Whatever you can do, that is what we're going to be doing. And uh, for those who are unable for health reasons to maybe do three days at that level, do what you can do. Let the Holy Ghost challenge you this week. We are bringing ourselves in submission to the Holy Ghost. We are bringing ourselves into alignment with what God wants to do. And, and, and I believe there's a great need for spiritual sensitivity in this moment and in this season. A clear voice with our flesh in submission to God so that we can obey God and follow after what the Lord is doing in this house. Amen. And um, as if you were here, <clears throat> there was a moment in the service uh, where First Lady and I began to walk across the platform, signifying a crossover. Brother Hopkins did an amazing job following the Holy Ghost Sunday night. And it is as if the Lord brought it to my memory and my thoughts at that very moment. This past Saturday... Uh, was seven years to the day that my wife and I came to Fort Myers, Florida. And Sunday was the first day of the eighth year. And as we begin to walk across this platform, it's as if God brought 
the numerology of the number eight, and I don't have time to substantiate it theologically. You can do a Bible study when you get home and get into all of that. But uh, just for a reference point, eight is the number of new beginnings. And as we walked across this platform in a crossover, I felt God say, you have spent seven years on one side of the Jordan. But as you cross over, it's a new season. It's a new season. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I f it's a new season. On the first day of the eighth year, we cross over. And I want us to, as we are fasting and praying, he mentioned that he mentioned that everybody came out of Egypt, but not everybody went over the River Jordan because there was a lot of misalignment with what God was doing. And I want to specifically to pray, everybody that's here tonight, you may or maybe you're on live stream because you had to work tonight or, or something. I want us to specifically pray, God, I want to be in complete alignment with what you're doing in this house. No distractions. No hindrances. No confusion. No weights. I want to be in perfect synchronicity with what God is doing. Amen, somebody. Amen. And as we pray and fast, you will not change God. He is immutable. The scriptures tell us that in him there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. But as we pray and fast, amen, there are going to be moments that the Holy Ghost talks to us about things in our life and challenges us to bring them to an altar, to lay them down, to surrender some things to him. And so that is, that is the end to which we are going to be praying and fasting over the next few days. I mentioned that we would be taking communion this Sunday night, but I've decided to move that one week further to the following Sunday night. And uh, we've got Brother Bishop Alviar will be with us this Sunday. Amen. And I, 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 and who, um, I do, want not, do not want to detract from what he is doing and, and, and this. So uh, we will be doing communion a week from Sunday night. That will also give me an opportunity to find uh, a, a service to do some teaching about communion before that Sunday night. And so you have essentially 11 or 12 days, whatever it is, for us to come into alignment with what God is doing. As we take communion very briefly, I will tell you that communion is part of discerning the Lord's body. And there is a level of discerning that God wants to do as we move into this brand new season as a church. And so we will be doing communion a week from this upcoming Sunday night.
tonight. And the next few days, we are going to make sure that the church is open. And here's what we're going to do. I'm, I'm challenging everybody to find as much time as you can over the next few days to get to the house of the Lord and spend some time in prayer. We're going to have the church open tomorrow, of course, at 6 a.m. for early morning prayer. And it'll be opened all the way until midnight tomorrow night. And so if you can come at 6 a.m. before you go to work or you can come on a lunch break after work, after supper, whatever you can do, um, everybody that can, why don't you come to the house of the Lord and spend some time in this sanctuary. The Lord said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And I'm glad we shout in this house. I'm glad we run the aisles in this house. I'm glad we do a lot of great things. I'm glad we preach. But the most important thing he said is my house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen. And so uh, tomorrow the church will be open from 6 to 12. And then on Thursday the church will be open from 6 a.m. all the way through our normal Thursday night prayer meeting. So uh, I encourage you to get some additional prayer time in on Thursday and then join us Thursday night for our Thursday night prayer. And then on Friday, we will have the church open from 6 a.m. until 3.30. And they will begin preparing at some point there for Rockfest on Friday night. So how many of you will commit right now to spend some time right here in the house of the Lord this week to pray? Come on, just lift your hands and commit yourself to, I'm going to make some time. I'm going to find a way to get to the house of the Lord and spend some time in prayer this week. And we're believing God for some great things. Amen. Would you stand with me all over the sanctuary as we prepare for the entrance of the word of the Lord into this house tonight? I by the word of the Lord that has come into this house. Would you help me just put your hands together and thank God for this family. Thank God for sending them. And uh, yesterday, Aria turned two years old. <laughs> she got to celebrate her two, her second birthday in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, we love this family. Brother Hopkins, thank you. Thank you for coming to this pulpit and not sermonizing, but following after the, the heartbeat of God. We want you to come tonight, and we are ready to follow after whatever it is that God has placed in your spirit. One more time, would you put your hands together and give God a great praise in this house. Come on, let's thank the Lord for his presence. Brother Hopkins comes to preach the word of the Lord to us. Thank you, Pastor Williams. I love you. Can we lift our hands right now and give God great thanks for all that he has done, for everything that he is doing. We worship you, Jesus. What a glorious God you are. We honor you, God. We bless you, Jesus. There's nothing that can compare to your presence that we feel in your spirit as it moves and breathes and works among us. 
We feel the help and the strength of the Holy Ghost. And God, we thank you. Can we do it this way? Can we clap our hands and give God praise right now? The psalmist said, oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph as if the work and the victory has already been won. We thank you today, dear Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Lord bless you. You can be seated here for just a moment. I want to take just a few moments here and give honor to Pastor and First Lady for their kindness. Amen. Really? For just being Myers, Pastor and First Lady, my wife and I thank you for your friendship, your love, and for receiving us. Amen, as your friends. We're blessed and we are better for having been with you these past couple of weeks. And as he mentioned, Aria did get to celebrate her birthday at Pastor's house, and that was a lot of fun. And Pastor and First Lady blessed her with the finest gifts and gave her this little rabbit that sings the ABCs. And, and you know, the gifts I used to get didn't always come with batteries. That was always the, well, when we can get the money together, you'll get the batteries. So you always wondered. But not at Pastor's house. It comes with the batteries. And every time you push the button, 1130, it's going to sing the ABCs. 1230, it's going to sing the ABCs. 130, it's going to sing. And it ain't stopping at, you know, X or Y. It's going all the way to the with me part. So Pastor, First Lady, yeah. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? <laughs> Thank you so much. The evangelist quarters, the baskets, the accommodations, and the kindness. Pastor and Sister Sloss, always looking after my family and I, we owe you a great debt of gratitude. And I can say this is the only church we have been to that is part of that accommodations and honorarium is a haircut. Yeah. This guy can drum and cut. <laughs> late, yeah, late notice and everything. He came down, hooked me up today. So praise God. You ever, you ever heard that story about the man who who, who he had a choice. He could either marry somebody who could sing good or somebody who looked good. And he decided, well, looks fade, but I know that voice will get better and better. And honeymoon night, honeymoon morning came, and he woke up, and he rubbed his eyes and looked at her and said, sing, baby, sing. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Isaac, for helping my wife out. She only said, just sing, baby. Thank God for that haircut. <laughs> Amen. And to our cadets that have looked after us, thank you so much. Boy, we're leaving this place spoiled. We're leaving this place spoiled rotten. And to this great church, thank you for being exactly who you are. Exactly who you are. 
It has given me the freedom to be exactly who I am. And I don't walk up nervous, but I'm just like, boy, we're going to just hook up in the Holy Ghost and see what we'll see what I can do to hold on. I think I'm just going to step right in this service and see what I can do to bless these people. And I feel him in the house tonight. If you have come and you are without a church home, let me tell you, the Rock Church is where you need to make your home. We got Taco Tuesday. We got succulent. What were those Kit Kat Tic Tac bars? What was that, baby? We Rice Krispies. Only 75 cents. Yeah. We got the Rock Fest, and we got ourselves a preacher. What more can you need? What more? <laughs> I'm having too much fun tonight. Help me to behave, Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, thank you, Jesus, for what he is doing. And you know what makes this place special is that the Spirit of God dwells on the inside of every vessel in the house. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I wasn't born a Carnegie. I wasn't born a Rockefeller, but I was born a Hopkins. But when I was born again, <laughs> I took on another name. And when I took on that name, I got a new family. And so what I left behind in the flesh, I was able to pick up in the spirit. I left mother and father, but I got a heavenly father. And the church is my mother. And baby, I'm sticking with it all the way to glory. And the best that you can do for yourself tonight is say, I'm going to join that royal family. I'm going to join that royal priesthood. Take me to the water. Take me to the water. Take me to the water. Hallelujah. It was this man by the name of G.T. Haywood that received a letter and said, you know, you better look out for those people that act like those people were acting on a Tuesday night Bible study there at the Rock Church. And, and he read the letter and he considered it and he thought, well, what am I going to tell my friends who are trying to warn me? So he turned the paper over. He got out a pen and he said, well, my brother, I'm sorry, but I've already been to the water. I'm on that Pentecost, but let me tell you tonight, I feel, I feel, I feel all right. I've already been to the water. I've already been baptized, and I ain't going to take nothing for my journey now. Brother, you ought to go to the water. Brother, you ought to go to the water. You ought to join this holy and royal family. And you can too get say, I feel all right. I feel all right. I feel all right. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. My goodness. Well, I don't know. I don't know, Pastor, 
I don't know if we should dismiss and go to Starbucks. <laughs> dismiss and go load up on those delicious tacos. Or if we should just stay here and have ourselves a little bit of church. You got just a little time for a little bit of word tonight. Anybody feel like leaving different than you came tonight? Anybody hungry? Oh, Lord, would you touch me one more time? Well, I feel the spirit moving, and that's all right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, this is not, uh, it might come across as an apology, but on Sunday night, we preached and we preached and we preached, and the more I preached, the bigger it got. And at some point, I don't know what happened. I either lost track of time or my watch stopped working or I forgot I was supposed to be that kind of evangelist that preaches for 20 minutes and just lets the Lord, you know, keep doing his thing in the altar call. And we had ourselves a time in here on Sunday night, and I'm thankful to God for it. Hey, man, it's all about him anyway. So I determined tonight we spent a lot of time on our feet, and so I'm going to just, I'm just going to do my best to be brief and to the point, and we're just going to boil it down to the good part. So I cut the fat off the beginning. I cut the fat off the end, and I'm just going to do my best tonight to follow God and see what he's going to do. Amen. So turning in our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, the 40th chapter, and I'll ask that the media team help me by displaying the verses of Scripture that I call out throughout this Bible study here tonight. Amen. Isaiah, the 40th chapter, in the 28th verse. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator. Boy, that's a powerful statement. The everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings. As eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. The next few minutes tonight, I want to teach on lift of the Holy. You might have come walking in here, but tonight in the name of Jesus, you're going to go flying out of here. You may have come dragging in here tonight, but you're going to come up walking, walking and not fainting. Oh, praise the Lord. The Lord bless you, and you can be seated tonight. The year 2020 has brought unbelievable, unimaginable, and crazy things to us, things that nobody foresaw, that nobody imagined would happen. Nevertheless, here we are in November, the end of 2020, 
A year that we thought we would never, ever, ever see Thanksgiving. Amen. And thank God we live in Florida and not in California because they're not sure if they're getting Thanksgiving or not. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'm feeling too good here. Lord, help me, Jesus. And, 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 and while it has come as a surprise to some of us, it did not come as a surprise to our great God and Savior. Matter of fact, in Luke, the 21st chapter, in the 34th verse, in what is known as the Olivet Discourse, he says that you've got to take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life. There's coming a day when I am going to return to this earth to gather unto myself a bride. In Matthew 24, and I won't read the whole section, but verse 5, he says, When that day comes, there are going to be many that will come in my name saying, I am Christ. And they're going to deceive many. He talks in verse 6 about wars and rumors of wars. And in the middle of all of this, he says, You just make sure to see that you be not troubled. And so in 2020, if Jesus were to come walking in shoe leather, what he would say to every one of us tonight is, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. You in the house, you're in the boat, you're going to be safe. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Just stay where you are and do not be troubled says that nation's going to rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famines and there's going to be pestilences. And that word means of uncertain affinity, a plague. Literally, that word means a disease. Now, I've got to stop here and say I even asked my wife tonight, I am so proud and so happy that for the first time in 2020, we have finally held a revival where I did not say the word that starts with C and rhymes with Rovin. That's when you know you're having revival in 2020, baby. <laughs> not here, not now. We focused on the mission, baby. We focused on the revival, baby. And we ain't troubled here in Florida. Thank God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Help me. Pestilences, earthquakes, and diverse places. Verse 8, he says, and all of these are just the beginning of sorrows. In verse 9, he talks about how some are going to be delivered up to be afflicted. And he goes on and on and talks about offenses and those that would betray one another and hate one another. And he talks in verse 11 about false prophets. And he talks about iniquity and the love of many waxing cold. And then he stops again and says, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. 
I will never forget it was 2008 an unbelievable crazy time my mother worked in the financial industry in the house that she had worked so hard to build for my sister and I to make a place of normality and normalcy was literally at threat we walked through the front door and looked at a beautiful mahogany grand piano but there came the day when she said we might lose it all but son and daughter let me tell you this never mattered to me anyway and when it's all said and done what we're going to do is we are going to endure unto the end I don't know what you're facing tonight. And I don't know what situation has brought you here tonight. But I'm going to hearken back to what I preached a couple days ago. You just make it up in your mind. And you set your face like a flint. I am going to endure. You know where you're going to find me when I've got negative $1,000? in the house of God. You know where you're going to find me when I've got $3,000 in the house of God. You know where you're going to find me when the car is broken down in the house of God because I made it up in my mind. I'm not going to be troubled in 2020 and I'm going to endure to the end. I am going to be saved. Anybody, can you just clap your hands if you agree with that? Let the devil hear you clap your hands. <laughs> Praise God. I've got my mind made up. Romans 8 and 38. For I am not, I'm not only convinced, I'm not only assured, but the apostle said it this way. I am persuaded from me, devil. You ain't shaking this from me situation. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature is going to be able to separate me from my man of God, from my church, from the Holy Ghost God's put in me, baby. You buckle your seatbelt because around here we're going to endure. We're going to endure. And when the pearly gates click behind us, we're going to shout on streets of gold. And we're going to give God glory because 2020 didn't kill me and the virus didn't kill me. And God brought us all the way. <laughs> Says it again in 2 Timothy First chapter in the 12th verse. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Baby, bring it on. Satan, do your best. But I've committed my heart. I've committed my life. I've committed my way to him. And he's going to keep it until the day that trumpet sounds and it calls me home. Found myself more and more clinging to this beautiful psalm in 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him, not in them, not in the White House, not in the poor house, but in him. Thank you for the check, but God is still my provider. Thank you for the stimulus, but God is still my provider. That was free. Hallelujah. He surely, he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome, there's that word again, pestilence. And he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. And I'll move on to verse number six for the sake of time. You're not going to be afraid of a lot of things. One of those things is you're not going to be afraid of the pestilence that walketh in darkness. A thousand are going to fall, shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it's not going to come nigh thee. And I'm going to move on. And it ends with salvation. I trust him with my soul. I trust him with my health. And when it all is said and done, I am the recipient of this great salvation. Lord ends the Olivet Discourse in Luke 21 and 28. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up. It's important where you're looking. You gotta look up, adjustment of the eyes, and you gotta lift up. That's a posture. And so Satan's trying to get you to look down and to stoop over. But Jesus is saying, get your eyes lifted up and you walk in the boldness of the Holy Ghost. Devil, I'll meet you on any battlefield because I'm not only looking up, I'm lifting up. And it's all because of that great salvation that the Lord has given me. Then look up. Everybody look up. Lift up. Look up and lift up. My, ain't this good Bible study tonight? I don't know if this is how you're supposed to end a revival or not, but you know, I'm just doing my best around here. Praise God. Read about a bird that is known as the condor. It's literally the heaviest bird that graces these earthly skies. It can weigh up to 33 pounds, and its wingspan is up to 10 and a half feet. That is roughly two and a half times the height of an average female. This condor is a heavy and a very lazy bird. So what it likes to do is find a place where the wind is blowing very stiff and very strong. And it doesn't like to rely on its own strength to accomplish its own mission. But it relies on the wind that blows around and under him. This condor has a natural enemy to which it is absolutely unmatched in looks and in valor. And that is the eagle. The eagle is one of these birds that is not only seen flying into storms, but has been noted to be flying above storms. Pilots that are flying planes oftentimes can spot from the distance an eagle that is literally soaring up 
above a storm. And this enemy of the condor, the condor does not like the eagle. And this condor wants to bring the eagle down. And so what the condor does is it does its best to fly above the eagle. And when it gets above the eagle, it comes down and it brings its talons right onto the eagle's back in mid-flight. And what the condor does simply is stops flying. And so this eagle, all of his defenses, his talons and his beak are unmanned. And the weight of the condor is bringing him lower and lower and lower. But there's something about the eagle. It has this ability, not only one or two, but three layers of eyelids. It'll close that one eyelid that really blocks out those heavy direct UV rays. With all of its might, it begins to Beat the air and turn and fly directly into the sun. And as that eagle is flying, the condor is unmanned. But the eagle's got it made up in his mind. My only defense to this weight that I feel on my back is to fly and to keep my eyes directly upon the sun. Brothers and sisters, it's important where you're looking. What way did you come in here tonight on your back? I'm here to tell you your, your eye is to simply turn your eyes and begin to fly. Musicians can come. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every condor, and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before. Oh, Looking unto Jesus, <laughs> the author and finisher of our faith. Read about a man that was at an absolute crossroads by the name of Moses. And he was told to take these people across. And he said, Lord, I'm not willing to go. Exodus, the 33rd chapter, 18 through 23. But if I'm going to take another step, there's one thing that I've got to see. I've got to see. I don't want to see the trouble. I don't even want to see the path. But I want to see you endure. And when he prayed that prayer, the Lord did not answer him in the fullness of that prayer. But he said, Brother Moses, there's a place beside me in the cleft of the rock. And I'm going to cause my glory to pass by. 
we pick up the story of this prayer that Moses prayed in Matthew, the 17th chapter, verses 1 through 3. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brought them up into a high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun. Verse number three. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses, tell us what it is that you finally get to see. I see the word, John 1.14, that was made flesh and dwelt among us. And I got to behold the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. As we stand together tonight. These are crazy times, and the weights and the burdens of this journey may be heavy, but let's make it up in our mind that we're going to hide under his wings. Malachi 4, the Bible's going to skip to verse number 2. There's going to come a time when the Son of Righteousness is going to arise with healing in his wings. Brothers and sisters, let's turn our eyes upon Jesus. As we're crossing over, the very first thing you've got to do is get your eyes on a fixed point and never deviate. Because the current will move this way and that. But if I can keep my eyes on the risen Savior, I'm going to be all right. And so I've got to ask everybody in the house tonight, what is a financial need in the face of him who alone possesses the cattle on a thousand hills? And what is grief in the face of him who bore my grief? And what is sorrow in the face of him who carried my sorrow? What is transgression in the face of him that was wounded for my transgression? And what is iniquity in the face of him that was bruised? And what is a problem in the face of him that is wonderful? And what marriage cannot be put back together in the face of him that is wonderful and that is a counselor? And what does the God of this world have to offer in the face of the mighty God? And what in the world is a troubled home to the Prince of Peace? And what is life like to a fatherless son? Who knows the everlasting love? It doesn't matter what you're facing. It matters what you're facing. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with. It matters what you're facing. And so my prayer tonight for everyone in this house is the Lord bless thee and keep thee.
And the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto thee. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you peace. Not so much because of where he's facing, but because of where you're facing. If you've come into this house with a load of sin on your back, I just got to tell you, that word repentance literally means to turn around and change your direction. I want to tell you tonight that the answer to the burden of sin that you're carrying is not another drink, not another hit, not another party, not another friend, but your answer is to turn. His son. When you turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face, things of this world grow strangely dim in the eyes of his glory and his grace. <laughs> Perhaps tonight you're one of those that says, I don't think Pentecost is for me because it's too loud and too crazy. Your heavenly Father has been looking right where you are and he's directed my every word, I believe it, and my every action. And he's brought it down to a level. And like an elevator tonight, he's come down to your level. Not to leave you where you are, but to lift you up and to cause you to sit with him in heavenly places. My appeal tonight, and I've just felt to do it this way, in fighting a fight and you feel like you're going lower and lower and lower, I've come to tell you that Jesus wants to bring you in and lift you up and take you higher and higher and higher and higher until you can say there was a Tuesday night when I waited on the Lord and my strength was renewed. Brother, the high that you've been seeking in drugs is not the high that your soul is crying out for. What you need is the everlasting Father to wrap his arms around you and you can say now, say. Every head bowed and every eye closed as the music begins to play tonight. 
when I came into this house this afternoon to pray, I have no idea how long I was praying. I have no idea how long I was praying. But I was burdened specifically for somebody who's in the house tonight and right now. And I want you to come. Every head's bowed. We've all been there. Nobody's judging you. And I prayed about the burden that you're carrying. And I prayed about the weight that's on your back. I prayed about the condor that's trying to take you down. It was the hand of the master that said, I care about them. And so if you will just make one step toward this altar. There's a heavenly father that is absolutely going to run to you. And the current and the depth of the spirit that I felt was saying, I'm going to lift every ship. Are you facing a financial need tonight? Are you facing a family need tonight? I'm telling you, your answer is right here in this altar. Won't you turn? Won't you turn? Won't you turn? Won't you turn? And come to, that's right, come on, come on, come on. Yes, sister. Yes, brother. Tonight's your night. Tonight's your night. God wants to do a work in your life.